Greetings, ladies and mendigents, and welcome to this narration of the web novel Burning Stars, Falling Skies, taken from both HFY and Royal Road. The link to the original will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please subscribe, like, and comment so that the great algorithm in all its wisdom decides to help grow this channel. Chapter number 17, Making History I don't want to keep lying for you, Threedak. Dorma hissed at her as she packed up her diagnostic equipment into a carrying satchel. Your daughters have clearly noticed that something is amiss, and now they're turning to me. I won't speak to them without your permission, but they deserve to know. Norma, Threedak chuckled as she stood up from her couch. I think you're the only Dodge doll to refer to me by my name in over a decade. It's always mother, grandmother, or empress. I do have a say that your impertinence is rushing. The bowing and scraping grows old after a while. Maybe I'll start deferring to you when you actually take a health seriously. Dorma snorted, snapping the latches onto the satchel, shut before stinging it over her shoulder. There isn't a game that we're playing here. Your daughters have the right to know. They'll just worry, Threedak answered with a sigh. There already is just so much going on between the Marxist insurrection and the invader outpost. If I tell them that they'd fret over me rather than focus on the Starvok at the Empire's door, I'll not let them minor pains in my flesh become a distraction for the purpose of destiny. Threedak, Dorma, put a grasper on her shoulder as she tried to step up by the doctor. They do worry, but Kai has been asking me more and more pointed questions about your health since yesterday. Sandalas even brought up something. You know, they're almost out of their minds if Dallas is mentioning something. Threedak stopped, the grasper on her shoulder weighing heavily on her. Thoughts swirled through her head. The past fifty or so years had been like walking a tightrope through a hurricane. Katash, Bakai, Dallas, and in her own way, Pinkrack provided her with the support that she needed to keep the fledgling society on course, even during the darkest of times. It didn't seem fair to dump more worries onto the graspers now, when the Empire faced its greatest threat. But Dorma was right. Her daughters worried, and it wasn't fair for her to keep them in the dark. How much longer do I have? She asked the doctor quietly, turning her head slightly so that Dorma's muzzle filled her view. Hard to say, Dorma sighed. It's master size and spread throughout the entirety of your lungs. You probably noticed an increased difficulty with breathing. That's only going to get worse until... The communicator around three knacks chirped, interrupting Dorma. Frowning, she picked up a small metal box in a grasper and checked the sender. We have to go, Dorma. Threedak opened the door to her quarters. Katasha's fleet is nearing the enemy outpost and she wants to speak to me before the battle. She moved to exit the room but stopped, turning to face Dorma once more. She continued, I'll call the girls to me and tell them once Katash comes back from the battle. Don't worry about me, old friend. I've survived too many years for this body to give out on me now. Still, there's a bit of fight in me yet. The Dorma simply stood there in the chambers, her muzzle set in a line and shaking her head as Threedak departed. Threedak sighed. They'd been over this argument so many times that it made her head spin. She could stretch her life out further if she retired from public duty, relaxed, and sought out treatment. But that wouldn't be her. 
Redak's life was one of motion. Every move had two planned after it as she pulled her race kicking and screaming towards its destiny. Dorma wanted her to retire, but to Redak that would be just as much of a death as the one awaiting her if she stepped working. She cleared her face of worries and indecision that dogged her before entering the Meridian Station's command center. Bakai and Pinkrat were already waiting for her, standing next to the holographic display. Dallas was still on dodge, reorganizing the aftermath of the raid of the Moxus compound. She would participate via her own communication hub. The entire battle and all the reactions would be recorded for posterity. Pinkrat's editors would be splicing it together into a vid drama for the masses. Part history and part propaganda... The Vids would be the Empire's official response to the Marxist claims regarding the invaders. True, some of the fringe Dutch doll might think that the Vids were doctored, but without an organized response from the Marxist propaganda wing, their members would be limited. Mother, Bukai inclined her head at Threedak as she approached the holographic display. We received a signal from Katasha's communication officer. They're ready to put you on the free to wide for ten seconds' notice. Right now, the fleet is just waiting for your address. Very well, Threedak replied, stepping up in front of the cameras that would broadcast a three-dimensional image of herself to the battle fleet and government officers all across the Empire. This is Meridian Station, Mackay said after pressing the transmit button. Empress Threedak will begin transmitting in ten seconds. She stood as tall as a slight stature would let her on four legs and tried to ignore the bustle of the Dodge Doll operating equipment behind her. She didn't often speak to all her people. Rather, she had become an almost mythological figure working behind the scenes to ensure the Empire's growth and success. Even if she was unpracticed in public speaking, the memories of John Reeves and Franklin Mitchell were there to guide her. Her eyelids closed for a moment as she mentally leaned on both of them, absorbing their thoughts and advice. Then the light next to the camera turned green and Thudak's eyes snapped open. Woman of the Navy! Thudak squashed herself towards the camera, trying to look as formal as possible. My name is Thudak, and you may know me as the Empress of Dodge Tull. Others amongst know me as your mother, grandmother, or great-grandmother, whatever our relation. I am speaking to you from a place of immense gratitude. As you know, everything we have created on Dodge is transitory. She continued, a grasper waving at the planet beneath her feet. Our race's legacy has always been the stars themselves. Any civilization tied to just one planet could disappear in an insnictation of a membrane. Only by expanding our empire to multiple worlds can we give our daughters room to grow and the security that they will need to join us. Even before we touched the stars, we knew that the Dodge Tal were not alone. Threedak's voice lowered as her neck pouches swelled, the instinctive response of a Dodge Tal responding to a challenge. The galaxy is vast and dangerous place. From humanity we have inherited knowledge and purpose, a birthright like no other. We have also inherited their enemies, the invaders. Everything that we have built is in their shadows. Sheer voice vibrated as the pouches thrummed. From the first day we smelted iron and fashioned it into a crude blade, we knew that the invaders were that blade's eventual goal. We assumed that we would have centuries. 
Our world is so far from Earth that we would have time to expand the Empire and build up the forces before they encountered the invaders. We were wrong. Threedak's voice quieted. Her eyes glistened with unshed moisture. I never bothered to ask where the invader fleet that shot down the arcs went. I never even thought that it still might be the region, licking its wounds. Captain Lakshia, due to that oversight, sacrificed herself to the tens of thousands of your sisters and daughters might escape to dodge to live. We were wrong, her voice swelled, her bass thrum that almost rattled the equipment in the command center, but we were not unprepared. Even before we expanded our solar colonies, we pulled up a navy to expel such a threat. Today, her breath began to burn in her throat from the prolonged speech, but Threedak continued regardless. I envy all of you. You are taking up my mantle to avenge Captain Lakshia and protect our race. The enemy is vicious and well-armed. Not all of you will survive the coming conflict, but the rest will return victorious with blood wetting your teeth and song in your hearts. Marshal Katash, Threedak, fought with her entire being to avoid coughing as the air burned and rasped through her lungs like sandpaper. Though the stars may burn and my sky may fall, you will lead my daughters to victory. I will tell you to make me proud, but you already have all of you have. Commence the operation. You have command. With a chop of Threedak's graspers, Bukai pressed the button that terminated the transmission. Immediately, Threedak doubled over coughing, her entire torso shaking as her lungs spasmed in agony. Pinkrack stepped forward, extending her grasp towards Threedak, only for Threedak to shoo it away. There'll be time to talk when this is over, when Kitash returns. Threedak ground out, furtively checking the graspers that had been in her mouth for blood. This time, there was none. For now, headed my weakness out of the stream. To the people, I am a symbol. They can't hear any word of this. The room swam around Threedak as she struggled to pull enough air into her aching lungs. If Dorma were nearby and weren't in public, the doctor could provide her with a face mark, pumping pure, cool oxygen to soothe her ravaged pulmonary system. Today, that wasn't an option. The people needed their symbols, standing tall and strong as they triumphed over their hated foes. For the moment, infirmary wasn't an option. After a delay in enforcing the communications by light-speed transmission, Katasha's image appeared on the holographic displays, most of her body hidden behind the environmental suit designed to keep her alive in the event of a sudden depressurization. Through the suit's face mask, Threedak could see the resolve of her daughter's face. The highlighted by her dark orange markings, she slammed her armored forearm to her chest of her suit and clattering salute. The Empress has given her order, Katash replied, steel in her voice. Turn on active sensors so we can see what we're dealing with. It's time to pay back the invaders for the butchered Captain Lecture and kind. We might have been unable to collect her body for her daughters, but we will end this threat to our people today, and we will do it in the memory of a sacrifice. Beyond Kadash, the bridge erupted in cheers, a far cry from the uneasy silence filling the command center as most of the staff looked at her worriedly. Threedak refused to let the worry trouble her. 
Katash was on the cusp of history. In a mere hour or so, she would be the first being, Dodgetal or human, to defeat the invaders. Admittedly, the feats the humans encountered dwarfed a handful of the run-down torchships Katash would be facing today. Still, even the lopsided win would be good for morale. The data from the active sensor ping came back, and Threedak let out a sigh of relief. There were only five invaded torchships around the moon. The only information the active sensors added to their scouting report was a modern industrialization of the moon. Small craft periodically flew to and from the planetoid, likely carrying goods and materials. They were building something. Threedak frowned. Whatever the invaders were building, it wasn't done yet. The constant flow of cargo ships told her that. What worried her was the amount of time the invaders had to build whatever it was. She didn't know when this particular moon was colonized, but the invaders had likely been in system since Ashley Kuning's shuttle crashed into the Great Desert. That was a long time to build something that wasn't yet working. On screen, the Great Green Oval represented a two-kilometer bulk of the Empress Threedak, surging forward surrounded by six green triangles of her torpship companions. The time for indecision and worrying was over. If the invaders had built something capable of tipping the balance on the moon, Katash would find out shortly. For now, there was nothing to do but wait as the great warships burned towards the enemy base. End of chapter and that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you enjoyed the story, please follow the link down below and let the author know. If you wish to support this channel, you can do all the usual YouTube gumph, like subscribing, following, and more importantly, sharing. All of these things do help the channel grow. If you wish to do more, there are links for donations, Patreon, and channel memberships as well. And until the next time, I hope that you all have a wonderful one. I'll see you in the next video. Cheers.